They say timing is everything. And at this time, the job openings for the Washington Commanders are the best in the National Football League. I'll tell you why and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this, this conversation by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Join the Lock Insider program. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you'll get text messages from me. With news, information, analysis, insight, we've got insider-only content coming through there, a whole lot of things, and you get to influence this program and support it in a whole new way. You get one-on-one conversations with me as a Locked On Commanders insider. Again, go to jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to sign up today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and everydayers. You already know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And I appreciate your continued support for the program. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase, and you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to take a look at how this new look commander's leadership group may operate, where this job stacks up against other open positions, and We got to start off with talking about timing because timing is everything. And like I said in the opening, the timing of this Washington commander's job coming open is what makes it such a great destination for any executive, any coach looking to get going as a franchise leader. So that's where we're going to start off this mailbag episode. Chad wrote in and said, Josh Harris commented Washington was a desirable destination for GMs and head coaches after decades of dysfunction and one unsuccessful wins wise season. I feel dubious about this statement. Do you feel that statement is accurate? Is Washington now a desirable destination? So let's let's lay the context here for what Chad is talking about. Uh, Josh Harris in his press conference with us uh, earlier this week was asked about how rebuilding an NFL franchise compares to rebuilding an NBA and an NHL franchise. Obviously, uh, for those who don't know or don't remember, Josh Harris one of the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers, also New Jersey Devils. So he's got his hands in in all the major sports leagues so far, except for Major League Soccer uh, and, and Major League Baseball as of right now. So, again, asked about comparing the differences between rebuilding an NFL franchise, rebuilding an NBA or an NHL franchise. Harris said, quote, look, I'm just getting to know the NFL. I mean, obviously, it's been a good year of, of a lot of learning, a good year of a lot of learning, guys. That's all he said. Uh, a long year, obviously, no success on the field. But I would say that I think there's a lot of ingredients here for success. I think we have a lot of great players in the locker room. We have a lot of committed people. We have a lot of flexibility around the draft and around our ability to spend for free agents and a lot of flexibility on our roster. I think we will recruit amazing individuals on the coaching side and on the front office side. So I'm pretty optimistic that we're going to be able to move the ball here very quickly, end quote. So that is what Josh Harris is talking about. And I think that's kind of what Chad is is basically referencing. And and I think really what this boils down to as far as determining if this Washington job, whether it be as a top executive or as a head coach, is attractive, is look at at, at basically the, the, the foundation of this organization. And right now, the foundation of this organization is very healthy. You've got new leadership in from the ownership standpoint. The 
scandals, the drama of the past, right, are presumably a thing of the past. I don't think this new ownership group, seeing what happened with Dan Snyder and seeing what happened with that whole situation, obviously how that ended, is going to come in and say, you know what, we can do it, but we can get away with it because we're smarter than that guy. No, I think that the intent is to come in and do it better, right? And then obviously you look at the involvement of a guy like Magic Johnson and the history of Josh Harris. Like if he's if he's a dirty NBA owner, if he's a dirty NHL owner, that stuff's going to get out, especially in the NBA. You guys already know if you pay attention to the NBA, dirty owners in the NBA these days do not last very long uh, in the league. So obviously that kind of thing is, is healthier. And then to Josh's credit, the, the players in the locker room, the ones who are still around, the ones who are kind of there, they're dedicated. Not, there's not a single guy that we talked to on the way out this season who said, no, I don't want to be here next season. Every single one of them uh, would like to be here if that, if that you know is opportunity uh, is in the cards, the drafts, the draft picks, the salary cap space, and then the opportunity to create even more salary cap space if there are contracts that you decide to move on from um, this season. And I think really what it boils down to as far as gauging whether or not this is a good opportunity in Washington is the question of, would you rather take over someone else's team and try to make them more successful than they were than they were with the last guy? Or do you want to craft your own team, inheriting some key playmakers that will help you do that along the way? Washington really, in my mind, has four players that I would consider untouchable. And I set a very high bar for what that means. But those four players are Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Sam Cosme, Deron Payne. Now, obviously, Jahan Dotson, first round draft pick, third year, you're going to you're going to keep Jahan Dotson, right? Emmanuel Forbes, second year as a first round draft pick. I know his rookie season wasn't great, but you're going to keep him. Around. So I'm not saying those are the only four guys you do keep. I'm just saying when I if I'm an if I'm an outsider looking at this roster, I say there are four guys on this team that I'm one thousand percent penciling as a day one starter. No matter what, no matter what, what ifs happen, Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Sam Cosme, Deron Payne. Now, on one end, that's not a lot of guys, right? That's four out of 22 starting positions. That's two 11ths. I'm not going to do the math any further down uh, than that, but it's less than 20%, right? So less of your less than 20% of your base starting play roster is set. And I say base, remember defense, like you got to have a starting nickel. You got to have starting, you know, three, four linebackers, like, you really have 12 to 13 starters on each side of the ball. So it's really 24 to 26 starters versus 22. It just depends on what formation and what personnel alignment you're in, right? So it's far less than 20%, really probably less than 15% of your roster is 100%, no questions asked, solidified starting caliber player. Um, that's good because it means, again, as a decision maker coming to this organization, you're going to put your stamp on this roster. Like nobody's going to argue that this is your team. It's bad because you don't have a whole hot, a whole heck of a lot to inherit to kind of help you have that Houston Texans success. Like when you watch the Houston Texans, you know, one thing you can say is that a lot of the pieces that they have in place now, they already had in place coming into the season. Now, the Texans new leadership was able to come in and make some key adjustments, key additions, right? Quarterback specifically, they added Tank Dell, uh, the wide receiver, a young stud defensive lineman and, and all that stuff. Like, so there's, there's certainly been some key additions that Houston's new staff did. So I'm not saying that D'Amico Ryan's winning with somebody else's team, but he had a good amount of bones there that he just needed to add on to, uh, to help uh, make him successful. And, you know, I'm not trying to downplay that. So literally you have four players you're basically locked in. Nobody is going to knock this staff. If Jahan Dotson does the belt, nobody's going to say, I can't believe this coach who's about to come in here made Jahan Dotson, Dotson a bust. Nobody's going to knock them for Manuel Forbes. Nobody's going to knock them for Jamin Davis. So that's what I mean when you're kind of locked into guys. But Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Sam Cosby, Duran Payne, 
I do think you're going to have to find a way to win with those guys uh, because, you know, they're, they're just the established guys on the roster. So you can bring in replacements. You can keep them as a reserve role. Like if Jahan comes in and, and because of the moves that this staff makes, he's number three receiver and doesn't shine. Nobody's really going to knock this staff as long as they're winning. They're going to knock. Uh, they're probably going to knock Jahan, to be quite honest with you. Um, lots of rosters out there have several players you're tied to because you just don't have a choice and you literally can't do anything with them. But this team, I mean, let's just say, let's just get crazy. Let's just say your, your new GM, your new head coach, they don't even want to be tied to those four guys. You could literally release all four of those players and John Allen. Don't trade them. Just release them. Just straight up release them. No trades where maybe the other team takes some of that money. Just straight up get rid of them. All the dead money in the world. You would still have $68 million in salary cap space, which would be, which would be sixth most in the NFL for 2024. So literally, you're actually not prohibited from moving anybody on this roster. I just think those four guys... Specifically, you're not going to move on from them, uh, if that makes sense. They also have five picks in the top 100, an owner that is literally crafting the function of his team with his leaders. So every other coaching or GM job, you're likely coming into an owner who says, here's how I like to run things. How do you fit in my operations? This operation, Josh Harris is literally crafting the operation as he's making these hires and figuring out how he wants to do this. So literally, you have the opportunity to kind of help you know, form the operating theory or operating uh, instructions for an organization. The fan base is rabid. Uh, you guys are just dying to construct a statue of whoever resurrects this organization. Um, you look at my show numbers alone, between YouTube and audio downloads, I'm hitting around 10,000 uh, downloads, exposures, hits, whatever you want to call it, per episode, just talking about what could be coming, not even what is happening. So if this thing becomes a thing, if this team gets winning, you guys are just waiting. You guys just need the excuse. You're literally sitting there saying, just, just give us a reason to become the most annoying fan base in the NFL and, and brag on our guys because that's what you want. If it actually happens, you guys are going to explode, uh, and I'm here for it. New stadium, new business spaces are going to be developed in the next five years or so, so you get a, the opportunity to put your stamp on a franchise that way. And yes, the possibility of a rebrand is on the horizon. So you might get the opportunity to put your stamp on an organization that way. So Washington, for all the reasons in the world, is an attractive place. You got the owner, you got the mentality, you got the roster flexibility, the money, the caps or the the draft capital. You have a potential rebrand, potential new stadium, and you got a fan base that is just waiting to hoist you onto their shoulders. So yes, it's an absolutely great job opportunity, but is it the best job opportunity? I'll tell you that coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we all get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. I promise you, there was something in 2023 that you did well. There was somewhere you grew. There was something you can build upon in 2024 instead of just scrapping the whole thing and starting over from scratch. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that will actually stick. And then you can take them from 2024 into 2025 and make it even better. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No questions asked, no additional charge. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for BetterHelp, Help, and they wanna make it work for you. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Build upon that progress. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on.
Thanks again for being a Locked On Commanders, your first listener, your first view today and every day, every dares. Come back tomorrow. We will have a wild card round preview. I'm going to get, I am going to put a commander spin on this wild card preview. So make sure you come back for that. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports. 24 seven streaming channel. So we talked about uh, open up the mailbag episode talks about why the Washington mayor's job is absolutely a good one. Uh, and I stand by everything that I said, even if you disagree, that's fine. I've always said agreeing with me is not a prerequisite to listen or watch this show. Uh, by all means, if you think I'm wrong on anything that I said, go ahead and, and let me know in the comments or text me directly. If you're an insider, again, I'm not saying that the team should move on from those four guys. Just want to make sure that's clear. I'm just saying, even if they did, which would be wild. Uh, they would still have the sixth most cap space in the NFL, uh, even after the cap hits or the dead cap uh, hits. So the question now from Keith is of the coaching positions uh, or of the job openings that are available, which ones are more desirable than ours? Ours, of course, being Washington. There are eight job openings available, which is actually why this mailbag episode is coming to you a little bit later because I waited until Wednesday or uh, Thursday rather to record this episode. And uh, in the meantime, and I was basically kind of hoping maybe we would have some news on the uh, executive uh, hiring process. But instead, we got breaking news on Bill Belichick no longer coaching the New England Patriots. So there are eight coaching positions open as of right now, as of the time of this recording, in alphabetical order, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers, New England Patriots, Seattle Seahawks, Tennessee Titans, and the Washington Commanders. So let's break these down. Let's rack and stack these openings. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So here's here's some things about the Atlanta Falcons job. Uh, they're not married to you're not married to a quarterback if you take that job. You got one of the best owners in the league, Arthur Blank, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, is considered widely considered to be one of the best owners in the National Football League. Uh, you do have a fan base that's willing to get behind the team. I wouldn't call them rabid the way that the Washington Commanders fans uh, want to be, but certainly a, a solid fan base. Uh, newer stadium and facilities. That's always attractive. Attractive. A uh, winnable division in the NFC South. Uh, I think everybody can see that. And you have the fifth most cap space uh, among this group. Actually, you have the sixth most cap space among this group after we add the New England Patriots to this mix. Um, so not a bad situation uh, at all there in Atlanta, right? Carolina Panthers, uh, Bryce Young is, is your quarterback, bottom line. David Tepper is your owner, um, bottom line. You're at the bottom of the worst division in the NFL. The only franchise cornerstone you have is Brian Burns, who's incredibly frustrated as a player. Uh, better than no defense, which is a positive. Your defense is better than most people realize. And you have the fifth most cap space on this list. So obviously some things stacked against you, but certainly a couple of things that are stacked uh, in your favor. Las Vegas Raiders, new stadium. You're not tied to a quarterback, uh, which I think is, is huge in these situations. Uh, the owner wants to win. More than it wants to make money. He's going to make money, but he also wants to win a uh, good fan base. Even if they're not totally localized to your home area, uh, you still have a solid fan base, solid roster foundation with room to grow. Guys like Max Crosby uh, are really going to make those things that that team competitive. Um, the players want Antonio Pierce, though. So if you're not Antonio Pierce, the players want Antonio Pierce. So if you get that job over Antonio Pierce, you have to come in understanding that you're not the guy that they want to play for. Um, you have the fourth most cap space on this list. Los Angeles Chargers. You are tied to Justin Herbert. That is your quarterback, so you better love him. You have an impatient owner, one who is willing to fire coaches with a quickness, and I feel like you probably have about two years to turn this thing around. Uh, less than dedicated fan base, uh, San Diego, you certainly still have some fans, 
Los Angeles fans are very fickle, not very loyal. You share a stadium, but it is a state-of-the-art stadium at that. Um, and you have the least amount of cap space on this list. New England Patriots, uh, that's a bit of an unknown um, with Robert Kraft because he's, he's changed things the way that he's operated with Bill Belichick over the last couple of seasons. And it seems like he definitely wants more control than he had overall with Bill. Uh, you've got no quarterback that you're tired to, a decent defense, no playmakers on the offense, tons of cap space. Uh, Ramon J. Stevenson might might get offended by me saying no playmakers. Uh, expect an offensive-minded hire here if it's not Mike Vrabel. So that would be my expectation. The Seattle Seahawks, again, you're not totally married to a quarterback. I don't think that Geno Smith has such a grip on that position that you have to roll forward with them. You might have to for maybe, like, say, one season, use him as a bridge quarterback, draft a guy uh, this year, and then uh, uh, develop him. Uh, in the background, unless the owners are married to Gino, you you should have your your flexibility there. Solid weapons on the offense uh, to install a new quarterback if needed or possible. Uh, history of winning, they will expect to win quickly, so there's some pressure there. Uh, the fan base has maintained pretty good uh, interest despite the downward spiral, so uh, that's solid. Sixth most cap, sixth most cap space on this list. Tennessee Titans full blown reset uh, is probably coming. The coach just got fired. Uh, in favor of the GM, Derrick Henry has already said his goodbyes, essentially. Uh, no quarterback unless the GM is in love with Will Levis. You know what I mean? So that's that could be a problem. Second most cap space. So the desirability of a job is based on your priorities. For me, if I'm looking at these jobs, I want an owner that wants to win. I want a customizable roster. I want uh, you know good foundational pieces, but I want to be able to customize my roster. Uh, either a quarterback that I love or no quarterback cemented at all. Um, I want draft capital. I want cap space. So. I got to be honest with you. We would all love to have the newest and the shiniest toys, right? In the fanciest stadium. But blaming your equipment for your own failure is a sign of weakness. So I don't care if you're playing at FedEx. I don't care if you're playing at AT&T Stadium. If you need the state-of-the-art stadium to win, you're not a good coach, GM, whatever it is. Um, so it might surprise some, but playing at the most state-of-the-art stadium is not a primary reason for French uh, for free agents to go somewhere. Um, it could be a reason or it could be a, a discriminator, right? But no player is going to choose say the Dallas Cowboys over the Washington commanders simply because of AT&T stadium versus FedEx. Like it's going to be like, well, there's this, 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 and also your stadium sucks. So like, it's going to be the stadium at the very end. Okay. So football is not about who has the flashiest facility bottom line. So ranking these jobs, uh, eighth place, Carolina Panthers. And all I got to say is David Tepper. I'm not working for David Tepper. Nobody's working for David Tepper unless you don't have any other options. Basically, I want to be a head coach. This is the only chance I have to be a head coach right now. I'm taking this job. That's the only reason you're taking that job. Um, or you have a crazy ego that you think you're just better than everybody else because that's that's nuts. Uh, seventh place to me is the Chargers. You got no money. Um, you're going to have to shed a lot of talent to get under to get above the salary cap. And while I'm a fan of Justin Herbert, he's going to need a new contract well before you have this thing really ready to roll. Sixth place is the Titans. The general manager obviously has control there. Um, to me, that's just, you know, you're basically just coming in there to work for that GM. And fifth is the Seahawks. Uh, the cap space sucks, but you can fix it with a few simple restructures. You can create rather easily about $45 million. How tied to Geno Smith am I when I take this job? That impacts things a little bit. Fourth place is Raiders. I like that job, actually. I like the environment. I like the facility. I like the money they have. The only problem there is the players know who they want, and it's not me because I'm not Antonio Pierce. So that's a hurdle I've got to clear now. I believe I can clear that hurdle, but it is a hurdle. Third place, Patriots. $75 million of cap space is huge. Kraft is one of the better and more patient owners in the National Football League. Great fan base. Facilities are solid. Um, you have some good bones, but you're not locked down to anything that's prohibitive from a, from a contract perspective. So I like the Patriots job. 
Um, the, the, the traction there is you're following Bill Belichick. So that's always going to be hard, but someone's got to do it right. Second place job for me is the Atlanta Falcons. Very similar to the Titans, but they have Drake London, Bijan Robinson, plus a history of teamwork in decision-making. That's going to be a key thing there. And playing for Arthur Blank, uh, that would just be a trip. Or playing, working for Arthur Blank would be a trip. So second place job to me is Falcons. I could see people going Patriots, and that leaves the number one pick. Uh, the number one pick is Washington Commanders, guys. And look, someone out there is going to think I'm being a homer. Whatever. The amount of potential is solid. The lack of prohibitive contracts is amazing. The cap space is amazing. The owner's attitude is amazing. The draft capital, you got four picks in the top 40, five picks in the top 100, and a wide open quarterback scenario. What's not to love about that scenario? The only thing that you might not love about the scenario as a coach is how the management above you is going to influence your job. How is that going to run with this new look staff? I'm going to tell you what I think coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but of course, we always have to get back to real life at some point in time. Right now, the FDA is saying that pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a decade. I can actually attest to the fact that my family, there's there, there are six people that regularly stay in my house. Five of them came down with the flu. Uh, I'm the only one that was able to escape it. I don't know how I was able to escape it, but I'm thankful uh, that I was. So you definitely want to be able to have the meds on hand if you need them, when you need them. Thankfully, you can do that because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others, things that can really happen to any of us at any time. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. Wrapping up today's mailbag episode of Locked On Commanders. And uh, a lot of people have been asking me, how is this new front office going to operate? And then Robert specifically said, is it possible that we could hire uh, Peters as director of football operations and Borgonzi? as the GM, and that would be the best of both worlds if possible. So uh, to, to answer Robert's question, yes, it's certainly possible to answer everybody else's question. Um, speaking to Josh Harris this week, if you listen to the way that he speaks, uh, obviously he's, he's using the word head of football operations, right, which has gotten some people confused. Is the head of football operations the same thing as the GM? Not necessarily. Is the head of football operations the same as the GM? It could be. Um, and I look to John Lynch with the San Francisco 49ers. He holds two titles. His two titles are president of football operations and general manager. So they're not the same jobs. One of them, the president of the of football operations, head of football operations, whatever you want to call it. Um, their job is to oversee everything pertaining to football, cap management, roster management, draft, free agents, trades, signings, releases, practice squad, the coaching staff, the play on the field, the performance of the schemes. Like if it has to do with football, it has to do with that head of football operations, president of football operations, big boss of football operations, whatever you want to call it. Um, the general manager, typically their job is to manage generally. So I'm going to manage the salary cap. I'm going to manage the roster. I'm going to manage the NFL draft capital. Like, you know what I mean? Those types of things. Now, 
there is no one way to do this, right? So I can't tell you here is how Washington is going to do this until we get more information on that. But what I will tell you is, speaking of Josh Harris, he very clearly emphasized that he believes that the head of football operations is an 80-hour-a-week job. The head coaching position is an 80-hour-a-week job. Those two positions together run this team. So in his mind right now, or heading into this search, it's a two-position system. It's a head of football operations and a head coach, which means your head of football operations is essentially your general manager or will be head of football operations slash GM uh, in that light, the same same light as, as, as uh, Jason or John Lynch, rather, is in San Francisco. Now, does that mean it will be that way? Not at all, because what Josh Harris has also said is he is just learning the NFL. He is just getting an understanding of how this whole thing needs to work. That's why he brought in the advisors he did. He brought in Bob Myers from the Golden State Warriors and ESPN, uh, executive of the year in the NBA once. He's multi- multiple-time champion with Golden State Warriors. He also brought in Rick Spielman, executive of the year at one point with the, in the National Football League, formerly with the Minnesota Vikings. He brought those guys in to help him make sure he understands and make sure that he is making the best and most informed decision that he can make for this organization, which is great. Um, so now let's say a guy like Adam Peters from the San Francisco 49ers, their assistant GM currently comes in for the interview on Tuesday and they say, okay, Adam, how do you want to do this? And he says, well, what I would like to do is focus on the oversight and I'd like to bring in a GM and then have the head coach. Those two work together. I basically am the tiebreaker. I basically manage both guys. They answer to me. And then if there's a need for a tiebreaker or a delegator or a, or a, or a moderator or whatever, that's my role. Um, so we hire a GM. So that case, and if that's what Josh Harris buys off on, then boom, you have a head of football operations, maybe Adam Peters. Then he goes out and hires a general manager and a head coach, say Borgonzi out of Kansas City, say McDonald out of Baltimore. And those guys each, in that case, the head coach would answer to the head of football operations. The GM would answer to the head of football operations. And basically the idea is the head coach and GM work together. So from the draft room, hey, I want a quarterback. Well, I want a lineman. We come together. Okay, we'll get a quarterback here. We'll get a lineman in the second round because of you know A, B, C, and D. All right, who's the quarterback? Well, I want this quarterback. I want that quarterback. We have different quarterbacks. Neither of us are budging. All right, the uh, the head of football operations, you're going to make the final decision on who that quarterback we're going to take is. That's essentially in a very basic model how that would work. Um, if it's a head of football operations slash GM and then a coach, they're going to want to work in tandem, but I think, you know, pretty clearly the head of football operations slash GM is the boss in the relationship. So that's kind of the best way I can give it to you right now. Now, as the head of football operations search concludes and there's a hire made, um, that is a question that will certainly get asked at that press conference at that time is whether or not that person is also going to be the GM or if they were going to be hiring uh, a GM. So more to follow on that. But that is basically the best way I can break that down as potential avenues of how this staff will be working beginning in 2024. Uh, We got another question from Insider Paul that I absolutely love, but we don't have time on this mailbag. So I'm going to save that for our command huddle coming up Saturday. So insiders, you know, command huddle uh, exclusive mailbag episode dropping on Saturday for you guys. If you want to get in on that, join subtext.com slash locked on commanders and you'll get access to that exclusive content plus a bunch more i'm working on my Jahan dotson film study that's not going to drop this weekend but i do have a plans to have it drop at least before i get to the senior bowl in mobile at the end of january coming up tomorrow if there is news about a head of football operations hire we will obviously talk about that but we're also going to dive into wild card weekend and what it could mean for the washington commanders what the washington commanders fan base should be watching this weekend in those games. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comment section. 
or text me directly by becoming a Lock Insider. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to do that. Don't forget, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thanks for making me your first list, your first view today and every day for making me a part of your routine until we speak again. If you're out about, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.